It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your and your if mouth, you want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go Are ahead. You ready? No, I said. Are you ready? That was good. Glad you finally decided to pull that giant stick out of your butt and have some fun for once in your life. You're uneducated, marks. You sit there on your phones, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth the damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's death. Prevolution. Pre-pre-evolution, not prevolution, pre-evolution. It's the pre-revolution episode is what it is. Talking some revolution before the pay-per-view. Exciting. Dude, there's rumors that there's going to be a Jamie Hayter return. I, I didn't see rumor. I just saw everyone talking about it. I was like, I mean, is it happening? There's no confirmed rumors. When I say rumors, I definitely mean lightly because no rumor can be taken seriously. I feel like serious. they don't have room for her. There's the, always that, room for a Jamie Hayter. The women's division right now is really, you got a lot of these different stars coming in. Like, we're going to talk about it, the Tony Storm, Deanna Perrazzo, Mariah May thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's three stars from outside the company. Mm-hmm. And then you, obviously, Mercedes is expected soon. Like, Yeah, but that, just because they have a stacked roster doesn't mean they have to limit themselves, especially with the superstar of the caliber of Jamie Hayter. I feel like... Somebody just has to take a back seat at that point. Which it would be... It reminds me of what's going on in WWE with the likes of Naomi, which I assume we'll also talk about. Yeah. Also, just a random note here. I miss 1PW. I miss (laughs) 1PW. Yeah, a little bit. I miss when we would get together and watch 1PW pay-per-views. Yeah, that was fun for a bit. Then we found out how terrible they are. They're great. What do you, see? You're the only one with this opinion, I guess. I loved One PW, and no, I was not the get quality, just like the the people actually running the show. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, not the quality. Speaking of quality, let's start this quality DVD today. In our DVD, as we're recording our episode, we're watching the history of the WWE Championship up to like 2007 or 2008. Let's um, go. I didn't realize it was the WWE, not Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. I have the I have the history of the Intercontinental Championship as well, but I'm gonna make Dylan sit here and watch some Bruno San Martino and Pedro Morales matches this I'm week. I'm get old school with it. I was watching Luthez last night. Fucking. We need Pedro Morales wrestling. in a WWE game. That's what we need. I would take it. That's that's one of my favorite old school talents. Now let's get on over before I scream the microphone. Let's get on over to our women's match. And as I bring this up too, I'm gonna talk about the women's picture here because this week I fucked up. Oh no! I fucked up this week. Oh no! Make sure the sound is off. So this week I did the poll for the women's number one contender. Nothing out of the ordinary. Now everyone throughout the two day period I had this voting up had it very even between uh tiffany stratton and jamie Hayter. they're about 27 28 neck and neck each um so i jumped the gun the the last day i had like i think 16 hours left before the poll closed and i kind of saw it going jamie Hayter's way it just seemed like it was inching towards her way so i confirmed it jamie Hayter is the number one contender ran the match checked back the next day it was tiffy time. It was not tiffy time. Check back the next day, and the wild card out of nowhere, when we had a second wave of voting, people voted in Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair didn't get to make it to the spot, unfortunately, but what I did oh. do was, after this fact, ran next week's main event is a triple threat between Jamie Hayter, Bianca Belair, and Rhea Ripley. That's fair. For the women's title, yes. I have the luxury of knowing it's actually the best triple threat match I've ever played through myself. But I've played some good ones, so I don't know. But it was a really good match. We're going to air it next week. Right now, we're going to watch this one. Jamie Hayter versus Rhea Ripley. Clash at the Castle, my favorite 2K23 arena. Let's go. One, two, three, wrestle. I nailed it. Good. (laughs) 
And while that's getting started, I'm going to move over to the WWE, and they should be paying John Moxley a royalty payment for using his match concept to the Asylum match at the upcoming Roadblock episode of NXT. That is they, a match he made should. up. They should. They should. And it's funny because I remember, I believe, a uh, man who should not be named posted on Twitter, I'm going to look up some old Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I love Dean Ambrose. It's, it's a very controversial opinion I have that as much as I love John Moxley and acknowledge John Moxley as like the the greatest character that uh, Jonathan has come up with himself using his like legit name, there's something about Dean Ambrose that I appeal to a little bit more. And maybe it's because when Dean Ambrose, the character, was on television, it was at a very like bad time in my life and I could resonate with him. A lot of his promos are what kept me going during that time period. So I mean, that's fair. Also, back to the Asylum match, I think him and Chris Jericho kind of came up with the concept together. Oh, so that means all AEW concept right there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at the TV screen at Bruno San Martino, the Italian legend. We love Bruno San Martino here at Wrestling in the yeah. Middle. Now, I want to give a shout out to Kevin Nash for bailing on his appearance here in West <laughs> Texas two weeks prior to the commitment. I'm, I'm throwing shade definitely because... You disappointed some people, myself included. But uh, on, on like a serious note, I am hoping like everything's okay and he didn't yes, cancel because some sure. personal reason. Because like, who actually cares? It's just an appearance, and I'm not actually going to be salty. But I was planning for this man. You, we were, we were going to go and everything, and like that was the difference between me going and me not going yeah. to that event. And see, I go every year. Me and my girlfriend go to Comic Con every year, but this year, like. Kevin Nash was coming, so we as a podcast stepped out of our way. Hey, Rhea Ripley with the women's title. Gotta love it. We as a podcast stepped out of our way to get set up for this wrestler coming to our town. You know, get our questions in. Make sure we got all our pews and keys. P's and Q's. (laughs) Pew! That was a weird... That was the weirdest fuck up I've ever seen. No, I like it. Pew and key. It's like a... Knock off of the other people, you know, Key and What's-His-Face. <laughs> now let's head on over to Raw. Why'd you say What's-His-Face? Could you legitimately not remember his name, or were you just throwing shade? I, I can't remember the name. Are we talking about Key and Peele? Yeah. Okay. That's what go. I thought you were talking about, but I didn't actually get the reference. I was watching Pedro Morales versus Killer Kowalski. Let's go. I know. You want to talk real wrestling. 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 So, on Raw... First time Becky Lynch is heading into a championship match, and I'm not rooting for her. It's crazy. Yeah, I... I love her. I love her, too, um, but... It's this woman's time. I, I think it's Rhea Ripley's time. Oh, did I not mention it was a Hell in the Cell match? I I should have made mention of it, but I didn't. I always just pick the match types as I please, and it's hilarious because I forget them when we record the episode. I'm like, oh yeah, I ran this inside Hell in a Cell, and I also put the UK Championship on the line subsequently. Like, this has bigger stakes than even what I predicted. Are are you going to do a a guest referee match in 2K24? Oh, of course. Of course. I'll make you the referee. Oh, no. Uh, Beat her down, Rhea. Okay, so now that match has started. I'll keep my eyes on this wonderful Hell in a Cell. I'll try to. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura have another good match. And I'm making a oh, note yeah. because these are two guys people want to know what the WrestleMania plans are. One of which we have an idea for that. We'll get to in a second. Yeah, I don't think there are any plans for Shinsuke, unfortunately. Let me Unless get... there's like a battle royal or something. Don't do my guy like that. He's, he's going to be done with Speaking that. Speaking of Shinsuke, that... Before I get to Sami Zayn, while we're on Shinsuke, let me go to uh, one of my tweets this week. This is probably one of my best tweets I think I've sent out. <laughs> it was a response to somebody, but I was like, man, I hit the nail on the head. They were, they were throwing shade at Shinsuke. Does that have the original tweet? Awesome. Uh, Twizzy, which is at Big Keenan underscore, why is Nakamura still on TV? <laughs> I remember this one. <laughs> I said, <laughs> Because he has a contract with World Wrestling Entertainment and they pay him money to appear and perform on their signature Monday night program, Raw. And Raw is broadcasted by the USA Network as well as other global licensing partners that distribute the media to television. <laughs> this is about as spot on as I <laughs> have ever hit one. That's cut and clean. 
much as possible right there. That is the literal sense as why he is on your TV. And he deserves to be there. He, he is does. a legend. I Like, at some point, it's okay for people to just wrestle. Like, not, not everything has to be standout. Yeah, unless you have table spots. Yeah. I don't even remember what happens with that table and that ring. Right now, we're outside the cell. It just broke. Jamie Hayter on a fucking rampage. But not on rampage. <laughs> no, no. Although, <laughs> she's coming back tonight. Prevolution. So you think. <laughs> Prevolution. This is my favorite episode, and I haven't even gotten through it yet. So Amazing. Back to Sami Zayn. A brief passing of looks between Gunther and Sami Zayn have people wondering if Sami is going to be the one to take Gunther out. Uh, I think we'll get more context on Monday Night Raw, which I will be at live. <laughs> oh, you saw that? I'm so glad we saw the referee spot. Is there a way for me? No, okay, I can't. It's all right. I wanted to back it up. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> the way she was like, no, fuck that. Get out my way. Put her through that table. Let's go. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, Rhea Ripley's no pushover, though. It's funny I'll tell you. Table spots in the game hardly ever go that smoothly. I know, right? I saw a clip. Uh, I know 2K24 and coming up to that has been your thing, and I've tried to avoid spoilers, but here and there at this point and getting it's this close hard. to it, yeah. I saw a video uh, someone posted of the gameplay already doing a spot where oh they jumped God. off a ladder outside the ring through the announce table and i was like yo that's my kind of spots did she just toss her onto the fucking cage yes have you that never done that in ticket i've never done that. oh yeah i've done it like a hundred times myself just, then she said okay now i'm gonna climb this cage immediately dude jamie hater's a bad motherfucker Hell and that's yeah. why she's coming back tonight at revolution eh, we'll so, see I gotta get back to Raw because I can't just keep skipping out of it. But at the same time, I have to. This match is phenomenal. Gunther addresses this and more lightly uh, this past week, as well as uh, was interrupted by the Judgment Day. So there's like yeah. more to this than just Sami Zayn, and that's why it's like, well, I don't know if Sami is gonna be in the IC title picture. Uh, Dirty Dom says the IC title is coming to the Judgment Day, and I could see a possible scenario in the next six months where Priest cashes in, wins the world title, Dom is the IC title, uh, oh. Judgment Day's got all the raw gold. This Judgment Day thing could run forever, and that's because Edge wanted it. This is Edge's fault, if you don't like it. I, I, I do like the Judgment Day. I just don't think... A lot of people do. I just don't think Damien gets the world title. And I don't see it either, but WrestleMania's coming up, and he's got to cash it in sometime. And if Drew McIntyre wins the world title just for Damian Priest to cash in and get it... That would be... I, I've posed that possibility before, and it's... He's oh, already... that lariat. My God, the hatery. Let's go. Uno. Dos. Traces. It's over. Jamie is our champion. Jamie Hader is the women's world champion. I love that. This, this part pisses me off. Where the fuck is our belt? <laughs> a little glitch in the game. You don't actually get to see her with the belt yet. But she does own the belt. Do she is not, the wrestling in the middle women's world champion currently. Do they not have, like, is it because of the cage, or do they not have, like, double championship yeah, they victory have, animation? They do, but sometimes it glitches out like that, just like our TV is doing with this Pedro Morales match. Okay. <laughs> I wish y'all could see this. Our TV is glitching out hard. It can't handle Pedro. I can't handle Pedro, to be fair. That's that's a lot of men right there. Uh, before we get to the men's match, we're going to get through a little bit more of Raw and NXT. But Jamie Hayter, new champion. I can dig that. It's funny because when we started, I, I remember talking to you and being like, I wasn't so happy with it, but Rhea Ripley definitely is a deserving first champion. And Jamie Hayter will get her shot one day. And then I thought, <laughs> I thought... The fans voted her into that spot already, but I guess I jumped the gun a little bit. <laughs> some uh, some shady dealings backstage. The, the Bianca Belair uh, bitches came out. I don't mean to call them bitches. They're not actually mean people as compared to, like, Karrion Cross fans. <laughs> Bianca Belair fans aren't as bad as Liv Morgan fans. I'll oh. say that. I will say that. The Liv Morgan fans are getting out of control sometimes. Naomi fans about to rise up. Dude, I'm one of them. Justifiably so, I will say, but still, they but like still. it's about to get 
Ugh. Chad Gable makes his claim to Pierce as to why he should face Gunther. So again, more variables yeah, then, coming into this. He also had like a little I think he posted on Twitter or something or like an ex backstage exclusive or something, like a whole video he made of like the whole situation and making his daughter cry and stuff. Like, yeah. If I had to pick anyone out of there, and I love Sami Zayn, I do. Don't get me wrong; he deserves to be champion, but world champion. Chad Gable would be my pick here. Yeah, when we're talking about the IC title, I agree because Sami Zayn is overdue for that world title victory. My new favorite faction, Regeneration X. <laughs> That's a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, I am all about RX Regeneration <laughs> X. Dude, I bought the T-shirts already. My God, of course you did. The only regret I have in life is that I didn't buy the Tom and Nick Mysterio shirts. The only regret I have in life is that I never got my Kyrie Sane t-shirt. I forgot about that. I remember you ordered it. I ordered them both. I ordered one for me, one for my mother. My mother got hers. Yes. They. I had to get a refund on mine. Fair enough. I remember when I got you uh, the Carl Noir print. I got one for the studio as well, and it didn't come. And I was like, well, at least he got his. That was the important part. Still got to find a frame. <laughs> I got to find frames for a lot of things in the studio, which yeah. one of these episodes y'all get to see the studio. We're doing some redecorating. Drew sits down in the middle of the ring, continuing his spieling of hatred for CM Punk. <laughs> I love it. He and Seth also share another hot exchanging of words. They're they really do. they've been building for months, and that's why me personally have gotten tired of it. But I can't not acknowledge the fact that they are like cutting it. They are. They're putting their best work out. I mean, I feel like you have to whenever you've been facing the same opponent for so long, so consistently. You have to come up with shit to keep interest. Yeah. So Paul asked Cody to withdraw his challenge to The Rock. Cody politely <laughs> declines. <laughs> politely, as Cody does. Very politely, with a chair <laughs> stuff. Uh, Raw was good, but Raw is going to be even better in San Antonio when your boy is there live covering it for the show. I didn't show. realize you were going to Raw and SmackDown. Raw and SmackDown. And I was like, oh, wow. I have a busy week this week. I'm doing all kinds of shit media-wise and going to live shows. And it's funny because while you're going to be the middle of the week, where are you going to be in the middle of the week? The middle of the week, I'm going to be here working. While you're doing that, I'm going to be working, but also playing 2K24. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I, Pre know I pre ordered literally, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, got the WrestleMania edition, got that early access. It'd be, it'd be cool if we could get you to be one of those guys that gets the game early. One day. Yeah, it's. I'm not even staying out of town for any extensive time like I usually do because I'm not even, to be honest, paying for these shows. I'm being yeah. sent to these shows. And I got I got my ticket for SmackDown before they even announced The Rock. I'm glad because to pay for those tickets now are like fucking Ooh. buku. It's like 150 bucks uh, yeah. before fees. So definitely grateful to see The Great One for the first time in oh, my yeah, life. That sounds amazing. I know a couple people who are jealous. Dude, he's back. Booker T's back. Another person we seem to have spoken into existence. We which, seem to have spoken Raquel and Booker T into existence back-to-back Which weeks. I had to look it up because uh, I was watching with my family, and they were like, why was he gone? It's because of some medical emergency. Yeah, I thought he left because of Vince, if you remember. No. I thought there was something else to it. So, Dragunov opens the show calling out Carmelo Hayes, who wants a contract made up for Roadblock. He's kind of yes. bougie these days. He's, he's suddenly gotten so much more arrogant. Which <laughs> I took two weeks off, came back, he's bougier. He has his own security detail. Dude, they suck. <laughs> they do. <laughs> like, what, what happened, Melo? You it, changed. That makes me excited to talk about the actual contract signing, but we, well, we got to cover a couple other things before yeah. we get to there. The Good Brothers are back on NXT. They are. Well, that was a big reason as to why I was like, no, I definitely want to watch it. And here's another point I want to make, and what makes it easier to watch NXT for me Whenever I'm hanging out with my six-year-old niece, I she loves wrestling. I try to find stuff, though, that like I don't have to censor so much. NXT is my go-to because I get quality wrestling, of course. I get a little bit like more watered-down, cheesy storylines, which I don't like as a fan. But for a kid watching wrestling, it's perfect. She can get into it. She can watch good uh, matches and then also have something to just enjoy. Laugh at. Yeah. A lot of it's cheesy and funny. 
I've gotten her into Kalani Jordan. I'm grateful. Poor Kalani. <laughs> that that bump on the apron. Oh my god. Yeah. But you told me the Good Brothers were coming back, so that was something that I was like, "Yep, I'm there for it." And give them the belts is all I'm gonna say. Give them the belts. That that division is stacked. I saw it really it on is. Twitter like they have a a hot tag division, and I personally am rooting for Axiom and Frazier. But of course, I was. It's changed. Plans change. We have a bit of tag team turmoil situation after the match with all the contender teams. Could probably lead to like an actual tag team turmoil match of some sort. It could. I don't know that it will, but it could. Thea Hale fighting through the mean girl energy that's all around her. It's all around her. Literally permeating her. Like... I don't understand. I, I still don't quite get the direction they're going with this. Is she going to be a heel? Is she going to be a face? I don't know what she's going to be. Dude, you want to talk confusing direction. Because I don't see the Kabuki Warriors losing their tag titles. But I could see Tatum and Lyra winning the women's tag titles. And they have a shot this week at Roadblock. I, okay, first of all, you, I've been a, a Paxley fan like before she really got her push. But... One thing I've noticed, Paxley is like the new Dakota Kai. Mm. So what I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now is my theory is Paxley finally turns on Lyra and costs her the belts. Mm. It's less predictable because they've pushed her character so far into the obsession range. She's obsessed. She is Mariah Carey obsessed with her. And I love just... The parallel between that and the Mariah made Tony Storm thing, like mm-hmm. both companies have this similar story playing out, but obviously AEW has higher caliber women doing it. I, not to throw shade at Lyra and Tatum, both very talented. Yeah, and the Tatum Paxley is like more crazy obsessive, whereas yeah. Mariah May is more like uh, attention seeking obsessive. Mm-hmm. She needs validation. And Paxley doesn't need validation. She needs Lyra Valkyria inside of her body. I I don't know. (laughs) But I I would honestly... I I could also see it. They've done it before, which is why it's not as likely. They somehow... They lose, but through some disqualification or some shenanigans. And then, like, Ava's like, no, we can't have this. Mm -hmm. We're going to make our own titles again. That's what happened. That's how they got them the first time. Right. So another NXT note we have here: Sean Spears is back in NXT. He is. I I thought he was going to go by Ty Dillinger again. But I, I did guess too. Not. I did not see it coming either. I don't. I don't know how I didn't see it coming, but maybe he's the chairman. He is the chairman. It seems like I, he's. A, I see, and he's yeah, he's going with the chairman gimmick. But do you think WWE would really like use that phrase, the the chairman? Oh, uh, I didn't <laughs> even think about that. Dude, I'm saying, like, I feel like they're going to use the character without actually using the coined gimmick. Which, that's okay. I know yeah. a lot of people didn't like the chairman gimmick. I liked it. I, I liked why. it, but I definitely, I could, I'm on the team of, like, let's not use that here. It's just, it's bringing up some bad memories, too. So, here's, this was one I think both you and I got excited about uh and i knew we were going to talk about it we knew it would be charlie dempsey to take on yes. noam dar for the heritage cup and after a banger main event shout out to nxt for giving them the main event yes he gets the biggest win of his career so far winning the prestigious heritage cup championship and i was i was happy about that yeah it, it felt pre- it's a title that feels perfect for dempsey first of exactly all. but not only that he finally gets a title like it feels like it's been a while coming and Noam Dar, like, where does he go from here? Because I feel like he's main roster ready. Yeah. I've said that for a while. Like, the only thing is now he's with Metaphor, and they're not... I don't think they're completely main roster ready, but, like, they're building towards that. Yeah. They, that's as much as I can agree right there. Is I don't think that they're, they would fit on the main roster. I don't think that their gimmick would really appeal to the TV audiences of just, like, casual viewing. But if you really build them up, yeah, there's something. I mean, you and I see it. Yeah. I'm playing with ink on my hand. So I'm ready about this one. My my cousin, my uncle, the Don, Tony D'Angelo, crashes the NXT Championship contract signing Again. and puts his motherfucking foot down. I, I remember last week he said something about, you know, it's time to start being the Don again. And I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. 
this week we finally know what that means, and I'm I'm really glad that they're giving him this because it feels like before mm-hmm. uh, it was Waller, Braun, Melo, and D'Angelo. Yeah. Obviously, Waller's on the main roster. Braun's on the main roster. Melo's transitioning out. I think this will be his last hoorah. So you just have D'Angelo left. I wasn't expecting it, but I'm definitely behind it. And I don't get behind really like uh, tag team eccentric wrestlers that uh, are trying to break out of tag teams. Like it takes a lot for me to get yeah. behind them. This one immediately. I don't See, know if it's just because of like the personal attachment I have to the family, uh, but at the same time, it just there's something about Tony D'Angelo. No matter like what style of wrestling he is, yeah, there's something about him. He's got charisma. I think it's just really strong character work, and he's he's not that bad in the ring. He's definitely like stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. So, and I like the fact that they didn't break up the family. The roadblock match altered to a number one contender match between the Don and Carmelo Hayes. Uh, the winner goes to stand and deliver. Hell yeah! So yeah, and I can't spend too much time on this because I am now in a rush. Again, we're spending too much time yeah. on NXT these weeks, um, but. I'm thinking that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams go to stand and deliver. So does the Don go to stand and deliver for the NXT title? I think so. I think that's what you do. I think that's the right call. I'm with it. And just really quickly, Jensen versus Obafemi. It's going to happen too. I'm I'm hoping Jensen shows out. Okay, so for the Wrestling in the Middle World Championship on the men's side, we have the previous champion, Uh Cody Rhodes, taking on Swerve Strickland. And this match bangs. Turn the sound off. Three, two, one. Wrestling. In the middle. I wish the camera was on. You guys could see Dylan gesture to the screen. One of these (laughs) days we'll have a screen gesture. Yes. Got the men's match going. So, I'm a salty bitch, still. (laughs) I miss Huntsville. I do. I used to live in Huntsville, Alabama, as I said. And it's a beautiful place. Um, I used to go hiking on Montesano every single week hold on are we wrestling in a in a high school or something we are wrestling uh in the japan arena yes oh, the, japan the arena. all japan arena i didn't play uh, my rise guys my bad <laughs> you should you get some sick arenas unlocked uh so starting dynamite hangman comes out on crutches and admits karma bit him in the ass when he wished the world title match would be one-on-one he's now injured and can't compete in the triple threat you don't see my quotation marks but he's now injured swerve comes out doesn't really uh rub it in but i feel like was about to until samoa joe also came out and cut a fire ass promo uh swerve of course spawns one of his own now i'm reading out the note here then hangman reveals he's a lying faking crybaby milk toast bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah i brought the milk toast back Hangman reveals he's a lying, faking, crybaby, milk-toes bitch, attack swerve, and that's the clusterfuck story of how we open this week's Dynamite. It was I, clusterfuck for sure. I want to say... Cody! It was predictable, but at the same time, I love the unhinged Hangman. I'm, I can allow it. I'll allow it. I don't. I want him to stop. I want him to turn it off, but if people are buying it, I can't. I can't knock it. First, the first match of the night turns into a hockey fight uh, at points, but sets the wrestling tone for the night perfectly. BCC getting the pre-revolution win. The pre-evolution win. There we go. We got a pre-evolution episode coming hot right at you right now. Why does it feel like the BCC are just beating up everyone? They do that. That is what they do. <laughs> their thing, yeah. It's been their job since William Regal formed them. I'm enjoying this picture, Swerve Strickland, as wrestling in the middle world champion and also as all elite wrestling world champion. I'm hoping that's tonight's outcome. Hopefully. Feels amazing having Will Ospreay here on AEW TV for real now. This is real. And I, this is probably going to be one of my favorite matches tonight is Will Ospreay Brand versus Takeshita. That, yes. That's going to be a banger. Sometimes I still want to say take a shit I miss MJF, dude. It's been 60 days. It's been like 63 days, it's I think, been now. too long. It's been a while. Got a reminder this week that Nick Wayne is an amazing performer, but being watered down, I guess, by being the, at the lowest level of the patriarchy storyline, I, I guess maybe I think I'm starting to get over it. Man, what a picture. Swerve Strickland, double champion, all elite wrestling world is, champion. Is he the lowest level or is Kinda. Kill Switch the lowest level? You know, I guess so. 
Because Killswitch is literally the pet of the... He's literally at such a low level, I forgot he was there. <laughs> so you win. You're right. Okay. I'm wrong. It's just, again, I with this storyline, though, I didn't... I guess I kind of uh, oversighted the fact that Nick Wayne is really talented. He is. So Sky Blue getting a big singles win over Chris Statlander. That's just something for Sky Blue. Uh, her whole storyline right now is more revolved around a tag team thing, and my thing it, is, like, why are we having a women's tag, tag match on without, Zero Hour? Without a belt. Yeah. Why are we having a women's tag title match? See, this is why I like having the belts, like, in WWE, even though, like, the execution obviously has not been great. Yeah. But just to not. have it is nice. Dude, Cody's fucking ready. Look at him. Looks hyped as fuck. They... When you realize how much of a big fight feel there actually is inside this little gym right here. Cody Rhodes and Swerve Strickland, everybody. It's coming at you in just a second. Chris Jericho got to have a semi-final, eh, a sentimental moment. I'm See, thinking about these I watched the match and I was like, wow, this is not great. I was stuck in but, the three-count trivia tournament then. But I excused it because of the sentimental moment. Yeah, you got to have a sentimental moment. Wasn't and that, that that was a follow-up note I think I made. It wasn't entertaining for too many of us, but it was for Jericho, and he got what he needed out of it. So there's that. Ric Flair testing every one of his body's last physical boundaries <laughs> getting in the ring this week. That poor man looked like he was about to... I was scared during that whole segment because of him and because... And because... You're gonna you're gonna get to it? Oh, um, I'll get to it. I thought you were getting to you, it. You'll, you'll get to it. I know you will. Yeah. I was looking at our beautiful belt, too, and was just so... Oh, what oh. a neat of the face. I was oh. just looking at our beautiful belt and just getting so enamored by it. That's fair. Sting comes down for the rafters, which I kind of yeah. actually predicted. It's weird. I just kind of felt like that was going to be a thing. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's de- Yeah, it's definitely something you don't expect. And at the same time, I, for whatever reason, I just knew one last time he's going to do that. And I, That's fair. I got it. Exciting lead into a revolution. It is. Exciting pre-volution. Uh, that makes me think, like, because Darby said, like, they're going to have a, an even crazier entrance for revolution like what do you do did i not mention it was a steel cage match <laughs> i don't think you mentioned it was a steel cage match. it's because i don't remember that i do these match stipulations uh, I, I hate that move so much yeah <laughs> it, it, it'd be kind of boring unless you hit it so and why i didn't say it was a steel cage match i thought it was a no holds barred match i really thought this was just like one-on-one no rules like we're just fighting so Cody's kicking Swerve's ass right now is what's going on. He's fine. Swerve might not be champion for very long, guys. Okay, we're going to go ahead and start breezing through SmackDown. SmackDown this week is not breeze-throughable, but we're going to do our best. Is uh, it not? Because, I mean, 40 minutes was dedicated to one segment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to that. I'm glad you lead in that way because The Rock lays down a counteroffer to Cody's, uh, to Cody's whole spiel right now of I need one-on-one time with the great one. <laughs> Tag match, night one, WrestleMania. We're going back to where it all began again. We're going to main event night one with the tag match. Not confirmed yet, but... Sorry, Bailey and Kind of confirmed. Theo. I know, right? They got screwed. They I got know, screwed. right? Cody and Seth uh, win, and Bloodline is barred from ringside. I, uh, make sure I have the stipulation right here. If the Bloodline wins, it's Bloodline rules for the Universal title match, and Solo is singing the national anthem. That's like so, the spiel, right? And I didn't get to watch this part because I was at an event, but I got the, the cliff notes. And from what I understood, The Rock mentioned everyone except anyone who's not signed yet. So, Correct. like, obviously he wouldn't have mentioned uh, Jacob Fatu, Zilla Fatu, or Tama Tonga. Right. A lot of so, people think Tama Tonga is coming into the bloodline picture with him being recently signed, but that's like... We'll see when we get there type deal. Yeah, that's just uh, thinking ahead. Though. But he did sign Solo up for singing the national anthem <laughs> on night two. If, if um, the Bloodline win, of course. So but they don't. <laughs> sorry, we can't get that. But at the same time, we do get like the positive of a one-on-one Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And that's probably... For the most part. I mean, like, who takes the pin here? I'm seeing The Rock taking the pin from Cody Rhodes here. And that's... I know, right? Eyebrow raising. I think what? The Rock... Deep down, The Rock actually is trying to do the right thing here and we'll trying see. to... see. I think, like, if The Rock takes that pin, then 
I'll clap for him. I'm not I think, him. yeah, because I think with Cody Rhodes currently being this generation's Hulk Hogan, John Cena, and whatnot, I think The Rock, after this stint, probably realizes like it's okay to put Cody Rhodes over right now with how much momentum he had going in. He's going to put Cody Rhodes from a level of like being over, over to he's never going to come back down. So yeah. that's that's the right call, I think. I think The Rock will do it. Swerve climbing up that cage. It's getting scary. It's getting scary. Oh no! Escape, he's, dude! Escape! Get the fuck out fine. of there! He's nope. He's nope. Not. He was not fine. I guess. Uh, oh. Uh, kick his ass down. Uh, oh, he gone. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh we're not leaving. There's was only one way out now. Jeez, what a crossbody! Another oh. separate note out of the opening segment is Roman Reigns stopping the Rock from smelling stuff and asking to acknowledge him, saying yeah. he needs that. The Rock does just that. That's a pretty big moment for it the is. bloodline. It's very big, actually. I'm like very surprised. Like he went straight like that. He's like, "You will not smell anything until you acknowledge me." And he did acknowledge Bruno San Martino first, and then we'll acknowledge Roman Reigns. A very hairy individual. Yeah, he was. He was very Italian. <laughs> we acknowledge that the bloodline segment running long is the reason for this next note. But same Ooh. time, come on, man. Come on, man. Dude, Cody's not going to die either. Holy shit, this is a match. This, this again, parallels women division, different companies. Yes. The women they're building in AEW, like, they're getting squash matches, and we all hate squash matches, right? Yeah. But at the same time, they're all being protected. In WWE, they're squashing people who don't need to be squashed. Dude, I'm glad we're not watching a squash match either. Swerve was about to set him up for the finish. It did not finish. No, Cody, don't do it. Holy Cody Rhodes. Nah. Damn it, dude. What a fucking match. This is by far the best match we've had for the wrestling in the middle world title so far. The fact that he just kicked up, damn. So going back to what you were just addressing, to give more context, I'm sure everybody already knows what we're talking about and has their own opinion. Uh, Naomi getting done dirty again, not even a full month into her WWE return. And again, we acknowledge Bloodline segment ran long. We had to go a different route. (laughs) No televised entrance sets the tone for what would then lead into a very short match against Tiffany Stratton. Um, and I understand the urge to build Tiffany up, but wrong yeah. person, wrong time, not a fan. Especially with the entrance like Naomi's like, okay, so then why didn't we move a different match to that time slot? I, I don't know. They Maybe it just wasn't, it was poor foresight. Yeah. But I... I think so. I just hope, t- maybe after WrestleMania, Naomi gets some sort of push. Like, she deserves it for sure. Finish it. Let's finish the story, Swerve. Finish the story, Naomi. <laughs> That's what, that's what it's going to build to, I feel like. Yeah. So this next note should have been from the main event, not the second mid-card match of the night, but it was the second mid-card match of the night. Um, here, let's see if this pin comes in first. We yep. got Swerve Strickland retaining. Swerve. That was a hell of a match. Swerve Slund. <laughs> yeah, S-Land. I love that that happened, that they had to censor it, but at the same time, now we have someone named Trick in the game. Yeah. I don't. I'll never understand. Uh, so, Dakota Kai won wrestling on TV. Then, secondly, leaving Bailey hanging, committing to the turn, and just like this storyline is the main event to me, the segment should have been the main event of the show. Yeah, and it also brings up the question, like, I think it's building towards a certain someone else helping Bailey, but, like, there's no one else on the roster because she's alienated everyone. Yeah. Dude. Street fight between Escobar and Carlito gets hot with a lot of elements from the LWO yes. and Legado del Fantasma feud being implemented. Uh, Rey Mysterio returns, helps the LWO, even the odds, and we get a solid Carlito win that we all needed. I needed it. Yeah, just to remind us that Carlito can still do it, you know? I knew he could, but they weren't they weren't letting they were, him. Yeah. Nick Aldis says he and Adam Pierce have been listening to our podcast and are ready to make an announcement about the tag titles being split finally. Please. He didn't even say that they're going to split them. He just said he had an announcement about them. But, like, I could tell he's been listening to our show a lot lately. And he's like, all right, this they've been on this for a long time. If AEW is getting closer to women's tag titles, then we need to get closer to splitting our men's tag titles. 
So we throw Kevin Owens on commentary to keep viewers interested in a sol- and that's a solid move. That's a solid move. But when you've put the actual main event storylines in the opening of the show, come on. Like the two yeah. main storylines we're watching on SmackDown right now are the first hour of SmackDown. So you mm-hmm. don't leave a lot for the yeah. That's how do we recover? We just throw Kevin Owens on commentary. So Yeah, I mean and obviously the the main thing that came out of that was like the save that Theory made in that mid-move. Yeah. And a lot of the SmackDown notes aren't great, but SmackDown wasn't bad either. I needed a bit of a palate cleanser after. And Rampage had some good wrestling, and Rio was there, so a quality palate cleanser uh, yeah. after getting so crabby from that SmackDown. Only a couple notes, though. I will say uh, this Ruby Soho, Angelo Parker storyline is getting interesting, and it's it probably the most interested I've been in it. I think having Zodiac Zach there is a solid addition so yeah, far. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, the same thing. Like, I was not interested at all in this storyline until Zach came in, and now I'm like, okay, we're going to have some violence now. Also, why the fuck can't Matt Seidel get a win? Like, what the fuck? This is, this is legitimately making me mad up to this point. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it, I that's his place on the card, unfortunately. I've seen that for a while, and I'm not going to question like it. it. I'm just glad he can still go at the caliber that he does. I'm not a fan. I'm not a current fan. Now, Collision, just a lot of wrestling. It's okay. We got a hot start to Collision this week with Mark Briscoe taking on the whole House of Black successfully, too, I would say. Who was Buddy Buddy Matthews' original opponent? Yeah, I I thought there was an original There was. I I couldn't remember, though, so I thought I was just wrong. No, there was. Damn. They said his opponent already got out of here. So he was expecting a different opponent, and then I guess also wasn't expecting to almost get burned. He almost burned the whole House of Black. He was like, I'm going to burn them all. Burn the house down. He's trying to burn the witches is what it is. (laughs) That's like a whole thing of, oh, they're practicing witchcraft. I'm going to burn them. Dante Martin qualifies for the random scramble tonight for Revolution. I... He was my second pick, right? I, I thought Penta was, like, a safe first. Yeah, but I was Penta all the way. I thought Matt Seidel was getting in. No. Yeah. You see my disappointments? I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Nigel passes out during Mariah May's match. <laughs> that was hilarious. Warlow must have been in promo class this whole time. He just keeps laying them down. He is getting a lot better, like phenomenally better. Like I would say, he went from being like a three four on the promo scale, three four out of ten, to he's cutting like sevens, eights. Actually, that first one he cut, or that one he cut last week, I'm talking about nine, a nine. Thunder Rosa continuing a dominant run, and I'm wondering if we're going to see her as the next number one contender for Tony Storm's title, given that she doesn't lose to Deanna tonight. But then we have the Mercedes thing, so it's like... Yeah, we have a lot of different... That's why I said, like, they're building their people with squash matches while WWE's... I'm still waiting to see what this Serena D build is headed towards. Like, she's been cutting promos and beating people up for okay. a couple weeks now. So she said final boss, and She's I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, guys, the first person that came to mind, and you saw this coming, right? Mako Satamura. That's literally her catchphrase. That's her, that's her, that's her tagline. But she's not signed with WWE, I don't think. Or, I mean, AEW. No. So, I don't know if she's signed, still signed with WWE either, though. If she's not, I think we could have a big, big debut coming but up. But we all know that the boss line is actually supposed to be for... For Mercedes yeah. Monet, and that would make sense for her to come in and face Serena Deeb, somebody who she's very familiar with. But to be honest, for her to be okay, I'm just saying, if like Mako Satamora was to come and like challenge that, that would be fucking epic. That would be pretty amazing, <laughs> dude. I hate that you got me off track with that one. Collision, keeping up with tradition of going off the air with a bunch of chaotic action. It's just something we're gonna do every week, I guess. I'm gonna start ending our show like that. I'm just gonna put clips of. People beating each other up in <laughs> concession. Just, okay, now you come in and beat him up. Now you come. It, literally, that happened that one night on Raw with uh, the invasion angle, and then we just decided that's how we want to end television. <laughs> exactly. Form- formulative TV. What belt I got in here today. So I'm looking at my beautiful uh, current. FTW Championship, not the original replica. We're looking at the current replica. Thing is beautiful, and if you also would like to get a beautiful belt at a quality price, too, check out Triple B Belts, sponsor for today's episode. Yeah, you can get 
a good belt, something you don't have to pay a bunch of money for. You can take it to the show, rough it up a little bit. Triple B belts, cheapen. Hold on, how how did the tagline used to go? It's been a minute since I've done um, one of these. Uh, it's okay, I'm allowed to fuck up. I don't remember. That's how you know we don't do them scripted. I literally shoot this shit off the top of the dome when I do these commercials. Um, it used to be like, it was cheap, cheap in, in price, price, not in not quality. In quality. Yeah, there Amen. You go. Cheap in price, not in quality. Triple B belts, you can check them out on eBay, Mercari. I get all my belts from them, so that's... Yeah. Unless it's like this Eddie Guerrero, but I'm not here promoting... You know, all that's blurted out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. So, before we close off, we got to just do a little pre-evolution here. Pull up the revolution card for tonight. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Today's episode is sponsored by Prevolution. Prevolution. This sounds like a a terrible cologne brand or something. (laughs) Revolution card, and it's gonna show me like a tarot card. <laughs> Prevolution, free your inner soul, <laughs> dude. It did not pull up the the AEW Revolution card. I have to cough so bad too, but I don't want to cough into the microphone. You better hurry, or I'll come up with more terrible cologne taglines. <laughs> show me the card. I didn't know it was Sting's last match. I would have never guessed. I knew. It's the whole reason why we're showing up tonight. There we go. Pull it up. What am I looking at? FTR versus the BCC. Not in a two out of three falls match. I'm not. See, I I feel like you should have done a stipulation here, right? We've already yeah. had this. Like, what was the point? Exactly. Uh, the perfect stipulation to build to with what they were doing. Two out of three falls match. So that match is no longer the right match. No, I know the Meat Madness match isn't there. I wasn't even going to mention that it was there, but you just pointed it out for no reason. So, shame on you. Well, I wouldn't have known that because I can't read your mind. I was going straight to Will Ospreay versus Kanosuke Takeshita. Banger match. Uh, let Ospreay leave the family. Thank you. Oh, it's happening. He doesn't want to be there to begin with. Let's go. Daniel Garcia is not winning the TNT title, but we Are want you- him to. I want him to so bad. Yeah, just because I say he's not doing it doesn't mean I don't want him to. Also, don't forget that Edge is a former TNT champion. I still have the graphic on my phone. He is. EVPs, about to be tag team champions. Oh. The reason for this, I mean, yeah, sure, it'd be cool to see Sting and Darby retain and retire as champs. Every good legend knows, especially people from Sting's era, know that you go out on your back. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know he will, and it's not going to be a painful moment. It's going to be a beautiful moment. We're all going to cry together. Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, can't think, tell you what's going to happen. I think Danielson wins. Let's fucking go. I'm holding you to it. If he doesn't, I'm going to come back next week mad. I'm okay. And I'm blaming you. So, Roderick Strong is going to win the international title. There's that makes two title sense. changes. Three title changes. Sorry, I forgot the tag titles. Tony Storm, Deanna Perrazzo. I have some people telling me that they think Deanna Perrazzo is going to win. I don't see it, but I'm not against it. I could maybe see it. Again, we have a lot of different women Exactly. Now There's so many things going on that I see going on with Tony Storm and not Deanna Perrazzo. But I will not complain either way. No, both are solid. Now, of course, the big one. When this isn't our main event, I believe Sting is the main Sting, event. But yeah, um, rightfully so. Like, good on Tony for doing that. Like, yeah, he's a wrestling fan. He knows what wrestling fans would do. So next, uh, though, we got to talk about the world title match. That's what we're gonna end with today. And I, like I've said for weeks, I've said for months, and I'm saying right now, Tony Khan would miss the assignment if Swerve Strickland doesn't walk out as champion tonight. So I. I talked with my brother about this, yeah. and he's saying for it to be such a big thing, you know, the first African-American AEW world champion, that's one thing. But for them to say it, like, twice on air, like, for Swerve to say it twice on air, you've kind of locked yourself into having to do this now. Yeah. If you don't do this, dude. You built the stakes too high, that's right. Yeah. A lot of pushback, I believe, so Swerve's the right answer. Yeah, I I can still see Samoa Joe retaining in some senses, there, but it's just I could, but piss I, me off. I feel like there's going to be a lot of different people mad for very different reasons now. Yeah, yeah. 
So, kind of, kind of volatile territory. It creates that dynamic. Like he doesn't win, we riot, and yeah. In this case scenario, like I'm, I'm on that same party. I am. So. For sure, one hundred percent agree. Prevolution was a success. Going out, we will have our last sponsored ad for the episode. And then join me for the Revolution Recap. I'm not going to let you know who's joining me, but it's not going to be you, unfortunately. I'm being joined by some special guests, so tune in Yeah. then. As we close today, I'd like to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Let's go! 50 Caliber Training Facility, located in Mabank, Texas, an hour east of Dallas. If you're a young aspiring wrestler in the Texas area and looking to get into the business, 50 Cal is the way to go, where you can be trained by a world-renowned athlete and current NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Barrett Brown. The 50 Caliber Training Facility is based on the foundations of various styles of professional wrestling and is designed to have a unique dojo feel throughout sessions. Sessions will be very hands-on and you will be working with Barrett in the ring for the majority of the allotted time. If this sounds like an environment that you would love to experience firsthand, or even if you have a curiosity about the aspects of what it takes to be a professional wrestler in this day and age, please feel free to direct message the Twitter page at the facility at 50 Cal Training. That's on Twitter slash X. Let's go. That sounds amazing. <laughs>